Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I know that's a problem. They are a bit slouchy. <laughs> Episode 290 of the 20 Minute Tim's Flagship Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm joined by Stephen. <laughs> That's right, Jamie. I'm here. <laughs> and Martin Melly. You are joined by me as well. And it is the New Look Podcast. Now, it is the first home podcast of the new year. So before a uh, further ado, before we begin, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. To the Queen. Mm. <laughs> Somebody will clip that, Stephen, and absolutely <laughs> ruin us for it. You might notice things have changed up a wee bit. We've improved the setup, individual cameras, great HD coverage of everyone's face, super close. Oh, it's, it's horrifying. Uh, I didn't realise I looked like that I before don't, now. <laughs> I don't want so much of my face on camera or on or on screen. You know, it's weird and it, it freaks me out when I see some people actually watch this on their home televisions. Oof. Not just CD little iPhones or little iPads. Uh, like 75 inch efforts up on the wall and all that horrifying like, I always yeah. thought it would be on the silver screen I just didn't <laughs> think it would be presenting Celtic podcast listen Celtic are back in business this week Celtic v Alawa a match of football melee or a match of boxing <laughs> <laughs> a bit of both for some tough challenges some terrible pitches and some terrible stadiums but Celtic managed to get out alive but with three injuries down it wasn't ideal not a classic, not a no. classic by any means, but it was it was one of those ones that's just a case of job done, just get through to the next round. What I would like to sit here and say is get through to the next round with as few injuries as possible. Yeah. We'll come on to that yeah. for, for very obvious reasons. That isn't, um, that isn't possible, but for, as far as just getting through to the next round goes, it was job done. It, was, it wasn't a classic night of football. I think there's been a... A big reaction from it, all the reasons for which we'll, we'll get into mm. tonight, of course, but I think... You know, it was a, a bit of a slog, really, and Celtic managed to get the job done. Do you think this a manager viewed it? Do you think he's thought, right, just get the boys out, get home and hosed? Or do you think he viewed this as sort of a, a chance to bed in some new guys, a chance to try some things maybe that he wants to try out for the Rangers game? I'm looking at the likes of Gucci starting, Liam Scales starting, Yakimakis returns. Gucci didn't start. So. No, sorry, I quite <laughs> my aid out, left. I think it's another game where we're just back from a winter break and the manager's obviously trying to balance things there's players that played against Hibs who haven't had a lot of football recently and there's players coming back from injury but of course with that pitch uh, Craig said it's seven years old that AstroTurf it's on top of concrete basically so guys like Julian James Forrest you're maybe not going to risk them but it was it could have been a perfect game for guys like that in another world but when the manager's looking at it the Hibs performance was pretty good with that one, I did notice, I was over the other side from Ange, I did notice something that I hadn't noticed in many games. He was visibly upset at mm. some of the play, like throwing his hands mm. and turned his back, like annoyed at some of the play. And I, I can understand that, like the pitch isn't great. We're trying to work our way in, but we have got massive games coming up and we need to improve in certain areas. Steve Ange strikes me as a sort of manager that doesn't just, you know, there's no such thing as a dead rubber, Frange Postacoglu. He's not just going to send some guys out to get some minutes in the legs. You know what I mean? He wants contributions. Do you think he got that? Uh, did anyone make such a claim for a starting place Aye. that the, the whole rule book has been torn no. up where we need to start reconsidering things? Probably not, but I think that's quite a high standard to hold people to, to be thrown into a game like that 
against that kind of opposition with that level of tactics on that pitch, I think it's quite difficult to stand out. Why do we like have that. these pitches, man? Uh, I, I know it's a long, like long in the tooth argument, but there are teams. There's amateur teams. There's part-time teams. There's teams down south at a tiny wee level. Get about eight hundred fans. They all play on grass, <laughs> and then we've got Alawa Alawa part-time though, aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're still a part-time team, but that pitch was absolutely abysmal. When you think about. You know, I know plastic pitches exist all over the world, but we're bringing these guys over from different countries. Even though it's a Cal McGregor who played his football here, they must take to these pitches and go, that's a disgrace. Uh, we, we were talking on the, on the way to this, the, the new look studio, mm. we were talking about look, some of the stuff we used to play on when we were kids and all that, that red ash and all uh -huh. that. So I, I suppose it's an upgrade on that, but it's still not. Is it though? Uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely <laughs> an upgrade to some of the shit I used to play on, Chris, but it's, but it's, it's definitely not like professional football level. It's certainly not... I don't. I don't want to become come across as like sneering here, but mm, I don't really. Want, away, man. I, I don't really want to be taking Celtic and and sticking the, these international players on that guys who have just arrived in the country. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's mm. exactly. So no, it's. I don't know. We've had this debate for years now. We're talking mm. about the, the plastic pitches and all that. There doesn't seem to be any merit in it at all, other than cost saving for these clubs who probably can't maybe can't afford to maintain a decent pitch or whatever I don't I, know I've listened to it all but I don't know how much maintenance grass takes <laughs> I, I just look outside it's it's there. I have got some grass out my back has <laughs> cut, it, cut it a couple of times a year and it, just, it still manages to look alright um, Yakimakis starts up front Melly now I've been having this premonition for the past couple of weeks I feel like he's oh. a wee, he's been a wee bit hard done by Yakimakis because people have more or less written him off because he missed a penalty striker misses penalty and it then was, that's the it end of it tough going though wasn't no, it, was, <laughs> I, I mean it was a difficult but it's not just his fault you know what I mean it's, no. it's not like he was getting chances upon chances laid on a plate for him and then he was missing them all so I think there's maybe a bit of a redemption story needs to be happening I've had this premonition that I think Yakimakis could be in for a Samara Sunday in a couple of weeks <laughs> against <laughs> against the old Rangers um, I thought he took his goal very well though he did it was a great cross from Scales and getting in at the front post that's, that's what you're looking for your striker mm. with that sort of mould of the guy we've seen Kyogo do that a few times I think he'd done it up at Dundee we're going to need him because we're looking at it now. Kyogo looks like he's going to be out for, depending on who you want to believe, it could be a while. Maeda, the instant replacement, gets called up for Japan and yeah. we're starting to look thin again despite bringing in four players in a couple of weeks. So it's, it's a difficult one. We're now going looking at Giacomacus going, right, well, time to shine, son. This is it. You've, you've got a run of games here, that fabled run of games that everybody claims they mm. want. He's had to he stay, I think he stayed behind after when the players went on a break and worked uh, on his fitness over the winter break there. So this is it now. He played 90 minutes there. He's got a game against Hearts at the weekend and these games coming up for Celtic are absolutely huge. We need a striker up there scoring goals and playing well. Some of his play was really good. Some of it, I just didn't think he looked comfortable, but I can kind of put that down to the pitch. But I think we'll find out over the next three, four weeks what Jack and Marcus is all about he had a bit of a stunted pre-season I think he may have caught Covid I can't remember but he mm, certainly had an yeah. injury setback of some description as well but I mean I, I just feel like he's not really I know this is a, a silly thing to say but I just feel like he's not really that chance Stephen do you know what I mean he's not really had that opportunity yet no no and it has been hard going for him because he has he's been injured basically well, just maybe his third or fourth appearance mm. at, at all two goals which is fair enough really from so few appearances he probably should have had another one. He should have done better. Oh, there was a chance right after it was clean through. He beat someone, I think, and it, 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 the ball just seemed to get stuck under his feet for ages and ages and eventually just sort of clipped it forward. But the, the, the truth is, whatever I could sit and say here about Jack and Mike is we desperately need him now. Yeah, he, yeah. He's, he's the main guy. And there's, there's a conversation that's going to happen tonight about injuries and saving players for injuries as well. But like, he's all of a sudden become one of the most important players. He must be one of the most protected players in the squad at the moment because we've simply got nothing else up front. I mean, there was a, you've, you've touched on it in something we can't, we need to mention, like, like I said, it's like after the Betis game, these arguments started on social media about well, why is Ange playing these guys? You need to save these guys for the bigger games coming up and it's, it's an argument that just holds no water for me. No. For, for a start, that's not an Ange's DNA. We, we know that already. Secondly, you need to win the game. And thirdly, that's an opinion that people, especially after injuries, specifically to Callum McGregor, the one everyone's talking about, that's an, that's an opinion people hold in retrospect. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. say, say for talking sake, no one ever mentioned the fact that we should rest Joe Hart 
But say you rest them, you play Bain or Barkas, and they can they don't make the saves that Joe Hart does. Yep. No one ever says it's the right thing to do. But after these injuries to particularly McGregor, people are saying, "Oh, we need to save him." But I, I, I just I don't see. I know sometimes Melly managers will not overplay players in on order to the same for injury. But they, we're just off the back of a break. It's yeah. the opposite at the moment. We're just off the back of a break. Cal McGregor, Celtic's club captain. But the main thing with this injury is it's a, it's a head clash. It's a freak. It's, it's not as if it's the hamstrings that we've been moaning about mm. all season. Why are we getting all these injuries? None of the injuries were because of hamstrings or anything like that. They're all because of tackles or challenges. The McGregor <laughs> one, I don't think it's malicious. It's just two guys yeah. going for the ball. It could happen anywhere. It's just one of these things. You kind of just hope it was a, a head knock, but it seems to be a bit worse than that. And again, with Celtic, it's just really bad luck and it seems to be happening a lot this season we spoke about it earlier on in the season when Kyogo and Callum McGregor out Celtic were a completely different team they dropped yeah. a lot of points and they just even the Bayer Leverkusen game they came back we just we didn't look as good a team going into the most important period of the season right now over the next few weeks we've got Hearts we've got Dundee United Rangers Aberdeen and Motherwell three out of the five of them are away from home it's looking very tough for us we're going to be without a captain a top scorer Maeda Rogic Turnbull I mean these guys are no, pretty no, much no. mainstays all season all our best players and we've brought we're fair enough we've brought in four new players but it's asking a lot for guys to settle in and go and try and beat Hearts is going to be hard enough but we're all looking towards this Rangers game and it's a team that have lost one domestic well one league game and how long? Uh, to uh, nearly one and a bit season or one and a half seasons now. I know mm. uh, the, the the McGregor injury. You're right to point out the Betis game because what I said at the time of that was, look, I always try and look for different angles, but that was simply indefensible. Yeah, I can't yeah. come up with any reason that Kyogo should have played in that game with such a risk. But the Cal McGregor thing's totally different for yeah. all the reasons we've already discussed here, and. With the benefit of hindsight, with the benefit of the, you know, after the game looking back and say, well, he shouldn't have played. We could do that realistically. You could do that for half the team. Joe Hart, you've already said that mm-hmm. like you could have easily said he's every bit as important to the team right now as Callum McGregor is. I've already said Jack and Marcus. I'm not comparing these guys in terms of their overall ability or yeah, contribution. Yeah, but if he gets injured, but he's the only centre forward just now, so I could easily <laughs> make the case to say don't yeah. play him in that game because yeah. it's a lower league opposition, all that sort of stuff. But even looking back at the game. It wasn't a canter. Right? We're, no. Obviously, Celtic were reasonably comfortable and got the job done and didn't look under too much threat. But they beat them 2-1 in a bruising encounter, I would <laughs> describe it as. And well, you know, It's not as if Callum McGregor was sacrificed in a 7-0 canter playing with like a, a dodgy hamstring or, or something like that. He took a, a freak injury in a, a game that Celtic needed to win because... What if, what if Celtic had drawn that or, or mm. got any extra? Whatever, there's so many things that could have gone wrong there. And I think the nature of the Callum McGregor thing is it is a freak injury. Now, there's been a lot of criticism with the manager about these players getting injured, and most of them were injured by Mohamed Niang, right? He was <laughs> absolutely on one. He was on a mad Aye. one. He was on a tear for the first minute until the basically the end of the game. I think he saw the whole game out. He only got one book, and he managed to injure two of our players. The, um, the Idiguchi challenge was the wild one yeah, that, yeah. an yeah. absolute wild one it's there's been a lot of criticism of referees recently and we've we've done it on this podcast and we were talking about this on a couple of weeks ago we said in the podcast that this is how bad referees are a referee has a howler just go into social media two minutes later someone will have dug up four or five howlers <laughs> for the guy in the past couple of seasons and I forget the referee's name here um, it's not written on my iPad here Don Robertson Don Robertson yeah, yeah. I, I forget the referee Don Robertson and people were pulling up David Turnbull, Kieran Tierney, <laughs> bo- both get away with bookings. Shocking, I know. It's not Ange Postacoglu's job necessarily to protect his players from wild challenges which result in injury. That's sensibly what the referee's there for. Yep. If the referee does his job, those two Celtic players are no getting injured. Maybe one might, but Nyang's off the park and it doesn't happen again. And you and you kind of see a guy doesn't have previous. I heard on the uh, Craig on the post-match podcast the reaction podcast said that this guy didn't get set off within 15 seconds yes. in the game yeah. an absolute <laughs> wild man and then after it somebody said in the discord um, that he posted a picture of El Hajjouf up in his Instagram story in a Rangers shirt after I don't know if that's true or not by the way it's just it's hearsay Santa the, yeah, the guy's an absolute he was on one and he managed to take out two Celtic players it's the referee's job to protect the Celtic players for injury for that sort of thing know the manager 
It's what we've been moaning about all all we don't all moan. season. We don't moan on this podcast, Melly. <laughs> I'll find out that later. It, what we've been talking about all the time, it's the these ones were particularly bad, but usually it's the wee incremental ones where you don't book somebody early on because it's too early on and it's his first foul, which results in this player being able to do two or three more before he's booked or yeah. even sent off, very rarely sent off. This one, it was sort of over the other side from me, so it looked... It looked like a, a, a sort of 50-50 going in there, but it was the instant reaction of basically all the Celtic players mm. going over to Rogic, the referee. Rogic, who's usually pretty cool as well, he yeah. doesn't get involved, he was furious. He's a koala bear, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> it was good to see the players getting involved, but when you see it back, the referee's right beside it, and I know he gets the ball, but that doesn't give you carte blanche to fly through a challenge like that. He was... He was he was, you know how they say, you know how Stephen, you know, I know, but you know I can fight a wee bit, you know, <laughs> you know I can fight a, right, a, wee, yeah. a, wee, a wee bit of punching, you know, you know how they say when you're trying to punch somebody and try to knock them out, you try and hit the back of their head, right, right? Uh, not their nose, right, like that, Melly, like, have, are you taking notes? <laughs> <laughs> Melly's taking some notes there, right? Uh, that, that, that's what Niang does. He doesn't tackle the guy with the ball. He tackles the guy behind the guy with the ball. He just flies right through. Well, I've, I've got a lot to say on this tackle about the refereeing, about the coverage of it, about the tackle itself. I've got an awful lot to, mm. to get through with this because I Don't think let it's the been, could they fool you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think it, some of it has been hysterical. I, I mean, I mean hysterical literally. I mean like funny, as in not as an overreaction. Mm. Now, first of all, the tackle itself. Melly's already said that it doesn't give just because you play the ball it doesn't the the play doesn't stop there. You're not paused as soon as you connect with the ball. If you follow through through a guy's shin, it's st it's still a foul. Mm. It's ridiculous to say that any touch of the ball gives you, as Melly put it, carte blanche yeah. to, to do whatever you want. So it, that aside, I listened to or I watched rather uh, sports scene Oof. covered or John and um, Richard, don't call me Ricky Foster, yes. was on talking about this incident as well, and he he wheeled <laughs> out that thing that I've heard it as well. I've heard all the all the crap about it for decades about how. You know, but what you need to do there is you need to go in harder because that protects you, right? And I was, I, I can't believe wow. people are still saying that, right? Because that, I remember that when I was a kid, right? That, mm. That's what the, the dads who took your teams told you: Are you going harder, son? And that'll protect. Don't right? pull out. That's how you get injured. <laughs> exactly. That's the biggest lot of unscientific pish I can imagine. <laughs> right? How does increasing the force protect you, right? See if if that is the case. I'd love for someone to go up to John Kennedy and tell him that's why he got injured all those years ago. So that's that's why your career's over, son. You then go in hard enough on that Romanian guy. It's Idiguchi's fault then. Yeah, for, yeah. For, for 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 pulling it. My favourite thing about Ricky Foster is um Richard Foster. Sorry. <laughs> Mr. Foster. My favourite thing about Mr. Foster is I heard him on Sports Sound many years ago and he was talking about how he was in a shop. And um, some school kids were having a go at him, right, <laughs> for being for being for, for being rubbish, for being <laughs> Richard Foster, and he lost the rag and got thrown <laughs> out the shop. And then he took umbrage with his shop manager, the security guard, going, "Why are you throwing me out? Is then bamming me up?" And he's like, "Mate, you're uh, a professional footballer in your thirties, and those are school children you're having a go at." <laughs> See his his argument as well about Idiguchi going in harder. It doesn't make sense because he's playing the ball so if Idiguchi goes in harder the way f the way he gets hit his ankle goes under him mm. so if he goes in harder surely his ankle completely snaps underneath him yeah. do you know how we need to speak to about these biomechanics oh Mikey, Mikey. we need to get, get Michael we need they should have had Michael Stewart on sports sound <laughs> um, no sorry what sports scene, sports scene yeah. I, I, was, I was coming to sports sound actually because you know the referee had a horror show Rangers in the midweek. Did you? <laughs> Rangers complained to the SFA about their their refereeing guys' performance. Well, well, well. <laughs> Welcome aboard. Aye, <laughs> not nothing wrong with referees. We we don't complain to referees. We just got on with it. They had their first red card in two years, um, and they should have had two red cards because McGregor should have been off. There should have been another penalty against them. And then, which they scored from the result, and when the play continued, they scored from that. Yeah. So that so the the referee got grassed in and. Um, Rangers leaked to the press that they went to the SFA but the referees just to cheer their, their fans up and all that and it was a whole load of nonsense in fact the Daily Record published a story off the back of it which even I fell for about Clancy being removed from, from games which which was an absolute nonsense Melly went that by the way that story's nonsense yeah. so ended up getting it but I heard them um, Daryl was it Daryl Broadfoot? no Daryl yeah Broadfoot yeah, is Broadfoot, it Daryl Broadfoot yeah, yeah Daryl Broadfoot on Sports Sound Daryl's rule book <laughs> yeah yeah I heard Daryl Broadfoot and he just was having 
none he was having no criticism of referees at all and I want to kind of address this because he was like refereeing is a really difficult job and he was like players make mistakes and so do referees and, and that's an argument you hear quite a lot right but see when a player makes a mistake right What what's short pass playing the wrong pass missing the goal you know something like that you can sometimes kind of understand what the player was trying to do yeah. or he's mishit a ball or it's a, a, a failed mechanical function of his body that has resulted yeah. in the mistake right the problem we have with referees, Daryl, is we see these decisions and we cannot reason or fathom what the referee, because I think it was the Idaguchi one, he's two yards from that tackle. Yeah. So what the problem we've got is we see these tackles happen, we see the referee two yards from it, we see an obstructed view, we see the player go down in a crumpled heap and get stretchered off and he's out for a number of weeks and the referee thought nothing of it. And that's the difference when a player makes a mistake... Nine times out of ten, you can understand what the players try to do. When a referee makes a mistake, you just think you're shite at your job. <laughs> it, I, f- I find it bizarre the weird enabling we have in Scottish football of this ineptitude. You're obsessed. That's yeah, what he said. I, I, he says well, we're obsessed in this country with refereeing performances. Well, that, that's that's it exactly. Fans are guilty of it as well because see, when Celtic or we or as a podcast, we as fans, whatever we're complaining mm-hmm. about refs, all you get is oh, it's a conspiracy in it, and mm-hmm. one thousand laughing emojis and <laughs> Union Jacks strewn across the, across the internet. Sorry right? to interrupt. Sorry, but I, I was speaking to a Rangers fan, right? And I went, oh, "Some you laugh, you was going to the SFA about that," and he goes, "How?" I go, "Because he, he's." You've not had a red card in two years and he was abysmal. And I says, and McGregor, he should have been off. And he went, aye, so the ref was shite then. I went, yes, but, but if you say you included that in your complaint, I'll, I'll concede aye. your point. But there's no way Rangers went the referee to grasp their own keeper in. No. And this is, this is how it goes. We Everyone laughs, oh, it's a conspiracy stuff. But then as soon as Rangers go and make a complaint about it, we do the exact same. Ah, see, I thought it was a conspiracy. And the implication there is that the opposite side are almost defending the ref. I ah, know it's not the ref, it's just your paranoia, isn't it? Mm. Well, meanwhile, if we were to, just to take a look around, everyone is complaining about the oh, refs and we're yeah. all just slagging each other for it. If we could actually, God forbid, like stop slagging each other for it and band together Focus somehow. Focus on the real enemy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Focus <laughs> on the real enemy. We might be able to get something done about this rather than just sort of almost inadvertently defending the refs every time your rival is attacking them. I've said this before, um, everyone involved in football from the Premier League and some of the leagues below, it's their livelihood, it's their life, it's their full-time job. They do it 24-7, Monday to Sunday. Referees have another career, they saunter into the games, make a complete arse for it, saunter away and you're not allowed to criticise them. It's a a mental state of affairs. See the professional thing before, I've heard that argument made a lot, but would that actually fix it? Because, right, say say for example, uh, you you own a restaurant and you hire a chef, right, and... Mm. He's really good at it, right? Brilliant. But his main thing is every time he turns away with food, he drops it on the floor. Mm. Would you necessarily go, do you know what we should do? We should pay that guy more. Well, what, uh, see, re- what I see <laughs> when, I, when I see celebrity ref Bobby Madden on Instagram flying all over the world, business class flights, living it up, getting paid fortunes to go and um, you know referee these games and make an arse of them in other countries. The, the Bobby Madden international tour of arsed refereeing, right? <laughs> I think, give that, grand six, give that guy 60 grand a year. It's <laughs> not. It's not really about giving them more money. It's about them doing more training, more training, so that they, they, I know they do have to do fitness tests and all that, and they need to turn up a f- two or three times a week and do all that, and then they've got the game as well. But if you're a, a referee, you can maybe in your full time, you're maybe getting more rules taught, not taught to you, but you're watching more, you're analysing more things, you can do more fitness, so you're keeping up mm-hmm. with the game as well. You can maybe go and watch teams train to see. I can understand more where players come from rather than just I know better than you. You know, you know what they're like. They might see the amount of managers that have been booked at Celtic Park. There's yeah, some yeah. games I watch because they're moaning about the referees as well, as well as us moaning about the referees. Surely we can all just come together and go, "Come on, sort this." Nonsense. Do you know what? Do you know what I think it is? Genuinely, and this will we'll return to the game after this. I genuinely think refereeing in this country, right? They've given themselves genuinely. They've given themselves such a bad name with their ineptitude, with their supposed biases, with their apparent biases once they've they've left the refereeing per, uh, profession. They've, they've poisoned the well of refereeing in this country, right? There are only... Like, would would any use go be a referee? No. Never. No. Nobody wants this job, right? So the result of I mean, that... I mean, shitloads out of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so the result of that is the only ones who want it, right, are crap at it. Yeah. And you can't go and sack... Look, Bobby Madden, as much as I hate it, is probably one of the better referees, right? I just like calling him celebrity ref. But you can't sack Kevin Clancy, Bobby Madden, 
um, Andrew Dallas Beaton John Beaton you can't sack these guys because the ones waiting to come through are worse <laughs> so that I think that's the issue I think they've po- over these years they've poisoned the well of refereeing that nobody really wants the job anymore and you can't just bin the guys and get new ones in because the ones that are there are, are worse I think as much as I, I'm making a really sort of labelled analogy with hiring someone else in some mm-hmm. other job and throwing money at it to fix it it, it probably would work long term if you started a professional referee yeah. programme today mm-hmm. In 10 years, we might have yeah, <laughs> we might have decent people, refs. Yeah, because people yeah. would be appealed to go for the job. That's how but, I can make a good career for myself. Yeah, yeah. But, but trying to fix it now by making it professional is like the the, the ineptitude of the word we keep using. That, that is such that you're basically trying to fix that a problem that all he keeps doing is fond in the stairs, really, mm. and we're trying to fix that with more money at can, it. Can they not just go on strike again? We can oh, get the foreign guys yeah. in. We had yeah. a wee guy from Malta one time. He was absolutely terrific. <laughs> If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities maladies, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Happy New Year! From our friends over at Manscaped The ball has officially dropped But that doesn't mean You have to drop the ball On your balls It's time To bring sexy back in 2022 And step up your game With the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 Join 4 million men worldwide Who trust Manscaped To help them ring in the new year With the right tools For the job Go to manscaped.com Use discount code TIMS For 20% off And free shipping It's a new year and a new you, and a new you means, Stephen? New, freshly shorn balls. Let's get it all fixed, gentlemen. It's uh, it's 2022. Time to let go of that thatch. The read says, a new you means no pubes. <laughs> More <laughs> succinct than what Stephen did. Um, so if you would like to trim your balls and have them looking lovely, uh, manscaped.com, discount code TIMS, free shipping, 20% off, manscaped.com, discount code TIMS. 
Turn our attention back to the Allah game. Um, Tom Rodgers, one of the players that were losing on international duty along with Maeda. Are they the only two? Uh, yeah. I was pretty surprised to see Rio Atati didn't get a call up. Kyogo's obviously injured. Nobody really knows how long he's out for. Part of me's hoping that the Kyogo thing's a bit of a conspiracy. That we're kind of like keeping quiet about Kyogo's injury in the hope that he flies under the radar a wee bit. I don't know if that's a thing and I don't know if Kyogo That's Kyogo's would... music. Just as <laughs> yeah. I'm about to announce My the lineup. <laughs> I don't know if he would necessarily go for that. Um, I do you think uh, what do you what do you think Tom Rodgers' performances have been like recently in the, the two games uh, not great but sometimes he takes a wee while to hmm. get up to speed sometimes he just baffles you by how good he is and uh, again it's hard to judge players on that pitch because it was terrible the Hibs game he wasn't at his best but he done alright but at the same time I'm looking at this and going would I rather have Tom Rogic for the next few weeks? Oh boy, oh boy, I would because we, we lose Rogic and it's a blow. But adding to that, Turnbull and McGregor, yeah. these guys have been the midfield, the best midfield three we've had this season. We do have said all season, we need reinforcements in there, we maybe need something different. But to lose one of them is massive. To lose all three... What's bigger than massive? It's huge, bigger than massive, or is massive the biggest? It's bigger than that. It's <laughs> And we're looking at this, I don't want to get too far ahead uh, away from the Alloa game and towards this Rangers game, but that seems to be the main game. But at the same time, going into the Hearts away game, that is a big, big game. We've already lost it up there this, that, this season. So looking at it, going into that game, it could be a midfield free of Idiguchi or McCarthy, mm. Hitati and... O'Reilly it's very inexperienced and I don't know inexperienced isn't everything mm-hmm. but if we, if we look towards the Hearts game or maybe even the Rangers game further down Celtic could feasibly line up with Hart Juranovic Starfelt Carter Vickers Scales into midfield we could have Idiguchi Hitate O'Reilly up front Abada Jota and Giacomakis all guys signed this season yeah. and if we go into the Rangers game or Tynecastle away or any of these games some of the most of those guys haven't played against these teams before mm. or, or just making their debut pretty much and going into this the big game against Rangers or Hearts even it's a big ask for that brand new team a very young team a very inexperienced team a midfield that has barely played together and go go out and win these huge huge games for us it's going to it's going to be something very difficult for Celtic and that's why I'm worried about Rogic even if he hasn't been great the last two games he'd be starting every game if he was available yeah. that's the thing Stephen we, we thought we had options a couple of injuries <laughs> with these massive games yeah. the games don't get any smaller we're already looking at it going as Melly said like I'm listening to him name the potential lineup for a couple of these important games we've got coming up thank god it's no great we brought in Matt O'Reilly um, Ange Naughty, naughty. <laughs> he said uh, he said anyone that we're linked to his lies a couple of days later, a player turns up. So I can't believe a word the man says anymore. This guy looks like a real prospect. I heard him, I heard his interview, I heard him talking. I've read some of the stuff in the press about him. He seems really career focused. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he says there was a couple of clubs in from him. Usual story once I heard from Celtic. You know, they're never going to do these club interviews and go, well, Blackburn went in for me too and tell you what, I was tempted. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, but Celtic offered more money. But he seems like someone maybe in the Ryan Christie mould yeah yeah potentially I think I'd I'd read or heard that he'd, he'd turned down a longer contract at Fulham mm-hmm. originally in his younger days as well to try and go and further his career it's something you maybe rarely hear these days somebody who is focused quite so much on progression so that's, that's good to hear can't uh, sit here and say that I know an awful lot about him other than you know, we're we're going to have scouting conducted on him and all that so yeah I think um, actually this is a good point to plug the Patreon yeah, we've not yeah. had an opportunity to do that so you will see us here, brand new studio, masses of equipment, cameras and recorders and microphones everywhere, um, and the studio itself. All this is paid for by the support of our patrons, patreon.com slash 20 minute tims. And in return for their support, which starts at around £2.50 per month, um, they get scouting podcasts, match reaction podcasts, feature podcasts of all description, data. There's a whole lot in there. Um, there'll be a link in the comments below, whether you're listening or watching on YouTube, patreon.com slash 20 minute times. And one of the things we are doing on that is a, a full scouting podcast for any new players that Celtic signed. And we've got a full scouting podcast coming up on Rangers as well ahead of that game. Stephen. Yeah, uh, from what I can gather, from what little information I can gather, and ever since it was kind of sprung upon us, it yeah. just that all of a sudden we just signed this guy. Um, he looks a good all rounder. Looks mm-hmm. a good right, so physical presence as well, which is 
something we've not really seen Six much foot of. Odd as well, yeah. De- devastatingly handsome man <laughs> as well. Annoying, have, yeah. have to get it out there. <laughs> <laughs> Annoying, just an irritatingly handsome man. So looking forward to getting him into the team. But yeah, it can only be a good thing if he's a if he's a good prospect then absolutely great. But I, th- I think he's going to be very much one for right now. I don't yeah, think yeah. he's one of these like teenagers we pick up. He's got a lot of first team experience. He's got seven goals this season for MK Dons. That this isn't a guy we're going to have to work on for a couple of seasons and stick him out on loan. I think he's very much with an eye on uh, making some kind of contribution quite soon. It would have been ideal to get him in for the Alawa game. That would have been one of like, do you know yeah. what? Just get him in there if you mm-hmm. bring him on. But he didn't get international clearance, so it's going to look like he's probably going to make his debut against Hearts at Tynecastle. Then it's Dundee United Rangers. Aberdeen and Motherwell it's into the fray for him and, and look <laughs> this is what we'll learn a lot about Celtic over the next few few games it's between now and the Rafe Rovers game we've got those five games I'm talking about it's and make it's, a break isn't it That's it, the, this is the, this the, is the league right out my mouth <laughs> make a break time for Celtic and unfortunately I think we've just come up at a time where we've got guys in international duty but adding to your captain and your top goal scorer being out injured you bring in Maeda as a sort of replacement or a different option mm. he goes away Turnbull and Rogic out again I keep going on about it but every one of those players would be a starter for Celtic and they're going to be out for the, an important period in the season There was something else I wanted to mention about the Alloa game now Alright <laughs> <laughs> it kind of slipped anyone's attention that they are managed by a certain individual, yes. Barry Ferguson. Now, uh, we can talk about the tactics, the, the bully Barry boy tactics. Francis Barry Francis. Barry Barrelled Francis Ferguson. <laughs> uh, Barrington, he, uh, sure, he, he may have his own motivations for going out and stiffing a few Celtic players. Mm. Just, but something that only caught my attention today uh, since the game was that his, his assistant is Robert Francis Malcolm <laughs> as well. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, Bob Bob Malcolm is in the dugout with him as well. And a story from 2010 caught my attention today. Have you seen this? Yes. I've, I, I've not seen the story, but I've seen like people tweet about the story. Yeah, so long story short, Ange Postacoglu managed uh, Bob Malcolm in Australia. Mm. And it was one of these stories, and it's amazing how... Just the perception in these tabloid framings that you can go many years later, we now know kind of more about it. But it was framed as Bob Malcolm almost quit football after being banned from smiling by crazy coach and post the call. Was this from the time? Yeah, yeah, Ah, from 2010. So he's cracking up about how he was banned from smiling. What I am extrapolating from that is that. You went to Australia for a jolly. Yeah. <laughs> came up against. And, and came in, turned, turned the music off and told you to sort yourself mm. out and you didn't like it. That's what I'm taking for that. Because see this, it'd be very easy for us to read a story today, maybe about some, let's say, Chilean coach or something like that, mm. doing, pulling zany antics and been, ba- been branded a crazy coach in the tabloids. Pedro Cachinha, <laughs> basically. Yeah, yeah. Does Ange Postacoglu strike you as a particularly zany no. character Look, all I these have, years later? I've seen Bob Malcolm. Uh, <laughs> used to work in an ice cream van. All the sweets just the magic letters appear. Um, Bob Malcolm. <laughs> Did they sell single fags? I think. Yeah. Bob Malcolm has a smile like a pocket full of raisins. <laughs> so if I would ban him from smiling as well because I don't want to look into that cavernous <laughs> gub looking back at me. I do feel bad for Australians because we send a lot of crap their way. Uh, I noticed that uh, Jason Cummings oh, has an right. cum dog. Yeah, cum dog has went to. It's is so it, unpleasant. Uh, it's off putting, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> um, he went to Brisbane Roar. I think or from, I think one of these teams anyway uh, apologies I know we've got um, I thought it was got, a yeah I don't think it was Brisbane Road was it a, no. you know what it doesn't matter no. the, the point I'm making is I'm apologising on behalf of Scotland for this guy because <laughs> yeah. they made a big song and dance about him joining they had like the meme and then he's he's stupid hand tattoo and all that sort of stuff and I thought Yous are making a big fan for you here like you're actually getting a good player. It, it, the reality is he's washed up. Do you, do you remember, that it just put me in mind of years ago, just nothing to do with Celtic. Do you remember, it was it Darius Vassell? Darius Vassell went, went to Turkey. Went yeah. to Turkey and there mm. was like thousands of people turned up to the airport just to, just to <laughs> welcome him to the country. I don't want to patronise Australia. I don't think it's quite Darius Vassell going to Turkey <laughs> levels, but it was this. It was just the social media output from this particular team. They were like, cock a hoop. Are we getting Jason Cummings? Like, we've... Dundee, one of the worst teams in the league, have offloaded one of the worst players in their team. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I am I'm sorry. Um, you got something to say there, Miley? Did we croak, which uh, usually suggested about to just speak? Just got to say something about him turning up to open goal and then not being a bit worse for wear the next day in training. Of but course, I'll not do that's that. what happened. Yeah, mm. yeah. He was more or less sacked from one of the worst teams in the league. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Hearts midweek, uh, certainly not one of the worst teams in the league. Nope. Away, Tynecastle. 
I feel like every time you talk about Tynecastle, you have to say always a difficult tie. It is mm. going to be a difficult tie. Probably John Souter's last game for them before Rangers stump up and pay the fee that's required for them. Um, have we got cause for concern coming up against Hearts, Melly? I think we do any time, but as I've been banging on about all this podcast, with the way Celtic are going to be potentially lining up, it's going to be very, very difficult. Hearts have been in good form most of the season. They had a wee blip pre-Christmas, but they seem to have got back in winning ways. They're comfortably the third best team in the league right now. So going up there, we've we seen at the very start of the season, Celtic were very undercooked. We were all over the place. What mm. Starfelt played after yep. what, a day or two of training. Kyogo made his debut after getting off the plane, basically. He came on as a sub. So Celtic have come a long way since then, but... The kind of go the lineup hasn't come a long way, if you know what I mean. Mm. Celtic have done well. We've got into a winning position. We've beat Hearts twice since then. Mm. Yeah, but it's always good to see how we get on in these powder keg away games because it is always one of those stadiums you you like going to. But just looking at the potential lineup for Celtic and the players missing, going to take a lot for us to beat them. I still think we can do it, but it's. It is make or break, as you said, for the next few weeks for Celtic. No, no excuses, Stephen. I mean, this is the league. We've got lots of players. We've got injuries. I was sort of the graph seems to have gotten down. Just when you think you're reaching the top, you, you sort of slip back down again there with your selection and stuff like that. Um, Hearts have won four of the last five, the same as us. But look. <sighs> I the games are tough but we need to put our big boy pants on don't we and just get it done <laughs> we do welcome to big school Aye. Celtic new signings yeah I, the thing about it's very difficult to just forget about the opening day of the season mm. losing the first league game of the season is always going to be difficult and uh, you know it's hard to it's hard to put your put your mind back to that and frame it a wee bit differently because everyone's in total panic stations mm. it's hard to imagine back to then when we've got a new manager in and everyone's saying no and who and all that and then you go and lose your first game of the season it's 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 a difficult start. But Good refereeing performance, certainly. Well, wasn't that, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's, it's. I, I don't want to come across as sour grapes, but Celtic could easily have won that game in any get other different. Mm. The other day, I'm trying to frame it a different way than saying you know probably should have had a goal that that was chopped off yeah. for no reason and all that. So it wasn't as bad as is made out. Starfield was terrible, <laughs> as we've mentioned all along. But Celtic have played Hearts a number of times, or twice since, and it was fairly. Fairly easy. There was one, was it in the cup? Was yeah. it where it was a really, really one-sided game that the scoreline sort of flattered? So I, as much as um, I would never dream of talking about rocking up to Tynecastle and just cantering it, I think yeah. Celtic have probably got reason to be confident about it. I don't think we should be terrified of going to Tynecastle. It's always a difficult place to go and all that, and it's always hateful. Yeah. The thing is, I'm always worried about a wee bit worried about Tynecastle. There's always trepidation there. And I'd still be worried even if we still had our full lineup. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's it's a hard place to go. There's not many teams that have went there and won this season. And just looking at Celtic, the way we're going to line up, we're just back from the break, which is fine. We're only two games in. Our game, you probably can't take much away from mm. it. But if I'm looking at what, what, what Celtic's potential lineups up front, Jackie Marcus is in, barely played this season. Jota just back from injury. On the other side, who's it going to be? Is it going to be Abada, who scored a great goal against Alwa, but his performances outweighed haven't been great? The other potential is James Forrest, who hasn't mm. been great. If you're going into midfield in these games, the midfield battle is key, and we could possibly have two Japanese guys in there that don't really speak the language yet, and a guy they that's making... They can talk to each his... other, though. <laughs> they can talk to each other, but poor Matt O'Reilly will just have to stand there and look good. So it's it's going to need to be a, a blend of guys inexperienced making their debut. I don't know if we'll bring in McCarthy or mm. Beaton just to do something. I don't even know if Adeguchi or Abad will make it mm. due to their injuries. So it's going to be one where you're going to have to wait till the possibly last minute, look at the lineup, and go... This is what we go with and we just need to go out and try our best to win the game. James McCarthy looked motivated against Alaba. He did a lot of running and a lot of moving, more than I've seen him before when he when he came on in that game. Look, the the the, the prize at the end of this these fixtures here, Stephen, um, is if we get to the Rangers game not having dropped any more points, we can beat Rangers, potentially, or if we beat Rangers rather. Bring that down to one point. That's pressure on them. Yep. That's oh, pressure yeah, on them. That they've not. They've. They've had the benefit of not really having that much pressure on them all season. We've always kind of started from behind, breathing down their necks with one point. Now they're away to Livy. I mean, they, mm. we seem to struggle at Livy. They don't seem to struggle away to Livy. 
Um, but we just need to keep the pressure on, keep the pressure on, and hopefully. I think they're at home early this weekend. Is it home? Are they yeah. at home? Well, there you go. They're not going to lose. Midweek, sorry. Uh, midweek, yeah, they're not going to lose. So, is what you're trying to say that when you saw that Giovan Broncos started talking about wanting to var the wind, yeah. the cracks were starting to appear? I th- well, I'd never seen a Rangers manager say, you know, that, that wind there, <laughs> uh, it moved the ball. Maybe if we had VAR. Stop talking about VAR. Do uh, you know I mean? VAR isn't going to solve all your problems and that goes for anyone. It's going to make your problems talk- worse. Uh, if, <laughs> it's, going to make, it's not going to help end these problems insofar as it's the same referees that we spoke about except <laughs> they're looking at a TV screen. There's one more uh, incompetent looking at the TV screen anyway. The referees have had enough. What fears. about uh, Wee Gio's face when he seen the Loving Cup? He was at? <laughs> I, well, do you know what? I, I sympathise with Gio. Mm-hmm. I, I looked at that and I thought that's the face I'd be making if I saw grown men drinking out the same cup. Look, two, two clubs, one cup. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's, look, the Loving Cup's weird. Right? No, it's the yeah. weirdest thing in Scottish football tradition and all that, but that's weird. Um... Mikey Johnson's rumoured to be going away on loan to Aberdeen I think he's someone that really needs to get some game time and really needs to make the most of his Celtic career and probably going on loan to Aberdeen might help him but the injuries that we had against Alava it's probably scuppered that we might need to call on Mikey Johnson at some point do you see he's going back into the, the transfer window Mel do you think we need to Is there, if, if you could say to Angela like Angela goes phones you up and goes Martin Melly from 20 Minute Tim's podcast I have one token here which grants me one player into the club which position do you think I should use it on? Oh, it's difficult because I think Celtic have addressed everything that uh, I wanted them to. They brought in three midfielders. I thought two midfield, two central midfielders, and a guy that can play out wider up front. It's difficult because it de- it would depend on the deal. Like you could go out and if we could go out and sign a player. Exciting wee question. He's ruining there, isn't it? <laughs> well, <laughs> do we sign a player short term just because? We've got injuries mm. right now, like Cal McGregor, we don't know how long it's going to be. Kyogo, we don't know how long it's going to be. If we've got players coming back, are we going to bring in a guy and he's not going to play long term? Maybe a loan deal, a, a striker or a wide player on loan for six mm. months might be the ideal, whether that de- deal's doable or not. But if we had everybody back, I'd probably say we're, we're looking in good shape, but we simply don't. So yes, a loan deal for somebody I, I, up front. I, I'd agree. I think the, the Kyogo injury, you're hearing rumours for six weeks to six games to the end of the season to yeah. and all, all that sort of stuff um, I saw something on social media just before we started Celtic updated their Instagram story um, and someone suggested that Cal McGregor was actually training they thought you could hear his voice in the mm. background I really doubt it no, I think somebody said I think somebody in. said Callum right. but they actually said Carl so. oh right okay yeah. his face did, it, it, it did look, uh, look Daniel Mistorovic was come to mind <laughs> when, I, when <laughs> I saw McGregor's face but Stephen same question to you Big Ange phones up Stephen from the 20 Minute Times podcast <laughs> I'm always, I'm always going to take the opportunity to get a new player and I haven't mm. really thought about what we might need though I, I think we decent backup goalie or do you think the focus really has to be on outgoings Soro Aye. probably going to go Barkas Ayeti there's loads of guys just cutting about that probably need to go yeah well Ange has been quite Honest, but we're also quite guarded about that mm. as well. He's obviously been Sorry asked... Sorry, but I should say that a Yeti's injured. Twice. So, yeah, yeah, the likelihood <laughs> of a Yeti going before we discuss that any further is probably really slim because he's injured. Yeah, well, that, that's true. He, he's been... As I say, he's been he's been asked about this a number of times. Like, because everybody knows Celtic need rid of players. There's no way we can afford to carry guys like Sorrow, Bowling, Goalie. We'll oh, God. The, uh, this list of players we've reined off so many times over the weeks. You can't afford to carry guys like that, just passengers all season mm. or any more than this season. We would need to start getting rid of these guys but I don't think there's anything urgent in the transfer window just right now Mm. I I take on board that we've got a lot of injuries at the time but I'm not bothered about keeper at all we spoke about that last week Scott Bain will be fine right yeah I I mean that's that's the best I can say about it I'm not really that bothered about it Mikey Johnson himself now this this is the start of something for him right it's either this thing that's going to kickstart his Celtic career Mm. a la Ryan Christie or it's going to be the start of his exit from Celtic. It's going to be yeah. one of those two things. Now, that, that's obviously very obvious to say, but I'm not... The reason I, I say it is just because I'm... People should probably be open to the idea that it might not work out for him yeah. going forward. Because we've seen, we've seen young guys go out on loan before, and as much as Mikey looked like, a, like the next kind of generational talent, the next Aidan McGeady and stuff like that, he might not be. Mm. And he might just be one of these guys who ends up playing for a lesser club than, than Celtic yeah. I, I hope I still hope he does well I still hope he, he proves himself at Aberdeen and comes back ready to stake a claim for Celtic but it depends what happens in his absence because 
you can say, right, he's still, there's still a player in there, we'll take him back. But then, is he going to be behind Jota? Going to be behind Maeda? Precisely. Going to be behind Forrest? Going to be behind Abada for each side? He can't play, really play through the middle. So it depends what you're bringing him back to and for what reason. So I just, all I can say is that let's hope he does well. Let's mm. hope he does well and, and makes his, proves us wrong. It's a, I still like him. I still think he's a player there. I don't know if I'd be letting him go right now, but it's a difficult one. Would the football would obviously benefit him there? Stephen Glass is obviously better than if it was going to say Derek McInnes or something yeah, yeah. like that but Aberdeen signed a Dutch former Dutch under 20 international yeah. today as well so are they going to go out and sign two wingers I don't I don't know but if he's going to it's, it's been between, some chat as well been yeah. Some, yeah. Yeah. between now and the end of the season it's possibly make a break for Mikey Johnson again as well isn't it? Make a break for Mikey Johnson make a break for Celtic really big ties coming up um, the season could be over in the next couple of weeks we've got to make sure we get full points against Hearts Melly any final thoughts? No Wow Stephen <laughs> My final thought is to for sure stop asking us if we've got any final thoughts because we never do have and we don't prepare for these things Spring so. it on yeah. you every <laughs> single week I'm going to just drop I'm going to ask you if you get any mid-podcast thoughts <laughs> at some point just Stephen hit me with a thought anyway on that bombshell we would say goodbye thank you so much to everyone who watches us on YouTube thanks to everyone who listens and subscribes on all platforms especially thank you to those who support us if you would like to support us on Patreon patreon.com slash 20 minute Tims but most of all thank you for watching and listening Hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter that's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.